Welcome to the Be Bold in Business podcast. My name's Samantha Hearn and I'm the host of this amazing channel. I wanted to bring you a place where you hear from myself and other amazing inspirational business people on their journey to the success they've created. I wanted to bring you the offline journeys to the online successes that we see on social media. I want to create a place where you hear the struggles people have been through, the challenges, the lessons they've learned, the mistakes they've made, so that you know that ordinary people can create extraordinary things every single day, and that it's totally possible for you too. The Be Bold in Business podcast is a place where you are going to hear real, genuine, warts and all stories from some of the most exceptional people in business and how they succeeded anyway. If you are ready to show up in your business, if you are ready to be bold, if you are ready to learn from your mistakes, if you are ready to bounce back and become more resilient, this is the podcast for you. And me, Samantha Hearn, I cannot wait to welcome you, support you, empower and inspire you and share with you the stories that sometimes don't get shared online and give you this real refreshing approach on how building a business sometimes can be hard, sometimes involves failing, sometimes involves struggle, but you can still succeed anyway. So welcome to the Be Bold in Business podcast, and I cannot wait for you to take your invitation to be bold in your business too. So welcome to another episode of Be Bold in Business. And as you know by now, this is a very different podcast. We're not talking about how amazing and extraordinary and fabulous our businesses are. We're talking about the things that we've had to do, the actions we've had to take, and the decisions we've had to make to create that success. And I'm very excited because today we're actually talking to one of my friends. We spent time together. We've had sleepovers together. We've been to events together. And I think it's really important for you to see how ordinary women can create extraordinary success without everything always going right. So I'm going to let her introduce herself, but I'm so excited to have Joanna on the podcast. Uh, Samantha, I'm so excited to be here. Um, And yeah, we're like, what did we call ourselves? Event wives or conference wives or something like that? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Right. So... um, my name is Joanna, and I started a design agency at age 22, and we've had it for five years now, and now we're up to a team of seven, and we've worked with some um, influencer clients, and uh, we do a lot of work for e-commerce as well, and we specialize in elevating the brands of entrepreneurs through the power of branding and design. And in my spare time, I love to dance and work out and I'm also pregnant. And so that's like a little bit about me, both entrepreneurially, professionally and personally. I love it. And you will get to find out so much more about Joanna throughout the podcast and also afterwards. But we're going to focus on all of the struggles in, you know, uh, abbrevi- you know, speech marks and the problems and the failures and the mistakes and the challenges, because I think so many women that will be listening to this will see the end result and think it's so out of reach. Mm -hmm. Don't spend time understanding the journey to get to that end result. And I kind of want to focus on more the real life, the everyday decisions, the things that haven't gone right and what you've done to continue to build a successful business and 
we've spoken about this before and obviously when we go to events and you you spend time with other people you realize that the most successful people are not the people that haven't failed but the people that carried on going anyway Mm -hmm. so I want to give you the chance to maybe introduce um, a time when you'd started so you know 22 23 you decided that you wanted to start this business but you don't really know what you're doing you're in this whole new world it's all brand new what did you do when you had those times of overwhelm and this is just so much to learn or there's so much to do and I don't know if I can do all of those things? What did mm-hmm. you do in those situations? Okay, so I, like a specific example comes to mind and you know how like when you're starting a business, you're really scared to take a leap, the leap or you're scared to make your first hire and all of that? I was a bit the opposite. I was really naive, <laughs> maybe because I was so young and 22. I was like, well, I've got one. I didn't have anything to lose at the time. I think that's that's a big difference. I imagine now like being pregnant, having a mortgage and all of that decisions, like leaps like this take more courage than they did at 22. And, you know, I had literally nothing to lose. So, so I approached business from a very naive, uh, with a very naive mindset, like, this is all easy. Like, this is the next step I need to do. I need to hire someone. Okay. Let me put up, put up an ad. Okay. I like this person. Let me just hire them out and give them at the beginning. I would give them salaries that were way more than they should have been. Um, cause you know, again, being naive, I just thought like this business is going to be very successful and not even thinking of the implications it can have on setting expectations for the employees. And so, so I was very quick to hire at 22. I had two designers working for me full time. We had hired out, uh, rented out an office and here I am thinking like, I'm so cool. I'm 22 and, and I'm a boss and not realizing the emotional implications it was going to start to have on me. Mm. the pressure of having to meet salaries Mm. of having to you know make enough money every month to make salaries but also my mindset I when um they'd question some of my decisions because we were all the same age I didn't have enough life experience or the right mindset to maybe respond the right way Mm. Um, you know, no one teaches you how to be a boss. Mm-hmm. And, and I made a lot of amateur mistakes as a boss. And what that resulted in was one day, I think I've told you this story, Samantha, but um, for your listeners, this is, <laughs> this is probably like one of the lowest points in my career. Um, I've had many others since, but this was the first big one. Um, I had, um, I was doing my expenses and I was still doing them all by hand in a piece of paper and I was putting in all the money that came in that month and I left the piece of paper out by accident and I went to lunch and I came back and it was gone. It was not in my desk. And I asked the girls, like, has anyone seen this, the piece of paper with some numbers that I had on my desk? They're like, no, no, we never go to your desk. We have no idea what you mean. I'm like... I'm thinking, okay, something doesn't feel right. Like starting to get a little bit nauseous. Like I had that feeling in my stomach, you know, like what's happening here? The next day, the sheet is back in my desk. 
And I know for a fact that, you know, no one else, we don't, we don't, we didn't have cleaners at the time, you know, no one else has the keys to the office. Like the sheet can't just disappear and reappear magically. And, and that's when I had that sinking feeling like, oh, they're lying to me. And that does not feel good. Like here I am thinking that I was being the cool boss that I had cultivated this great culture where we can all chat to each other and be friends. And so I started to get really anxious to come into the office every morning, but I try and act like nothing happened because I don't want to point fingers at them, right? Until one day, the next week, they call a meeting with me, both of them. So we all sit down and they say, um, Joanna, we, we had to think, and we think that if you're charging American prices to American clients, because that's the market we were working with at the time, and bear in mind, the American economy is very different to the economy we have here in Portugal. They said, um, because of that, we think that we should be receiving American salaries. And therefore, we're proposing that you double our salaries or we quit. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> what did you do? Oh my God. I felt, I felt cornered. I felt betrayed. I felt really scared and that I had failed completely as, as a boss. And in the moment, all I could do was be in shock and say, um, okay, uh, let me think about that. <laughs> Now, in retrospect, not only was I naive in the way that I had hired too quickly and the way that I had managed them and all of that, but they were being naive too, right? Yeah. We're all like 22, just trying to do our best in life and thinking we're making the right choices. And so I, I spoke to my husband and he, has, he took business as a degree, you know, I came, I come from a design background, so I know nothing. He also managed a nightclub for three years. So he had some experience in this and he has, he's five years older as well, which helped. And he just helped me see things, put things in perspective. Mm-hmm. And he told me like, you can't, they, they can't give you an ultimatum like that. No one just doubles their salary just because, and they're not even seeing they only saw the income report. What about the expenses? What about the software we buy for their computers and their computers and the insurance and the electricity and internet and all of that? Like if you gave them what they wanted, we wouldn't be profitable. Yeah. And, and so I had to have like really uncomfortable conversation with them and say, no, I cannot, I will not raise your salary. And at that point I did not want to raise not even like 10%, you know, because of the way they had cornered me and lied to me about the sheet of paper. Um, And so they're like, okay, well then we're going to go. And at the time we didn't even have contracts in place yet. They were working with us on a freelance basis on paper as we were, you know, because this was like 10 months into the business. So we're still like, we had just moved to Portugal. We we're still getting lawyers to draft up the contracts. We we're still legalizing the business, all of that. And so they're like, okay, well, um, then we're going to go. And um, so this week's going to be our last week of work. <laughs> and so here I am with a team of two 
who are just decided to jointly quit at the same time. And I have a lot of work on my hands. And we had just signed on um, a really big client on retainer. And I had no one to fill the work. And so I had to I had to call the client and be really honest with them and say, look, this just happened. Um, my two designers quit at the same time out of the blue and I have no one and I need some time to get back up on my feet and rehire. And so I'm not going to be able to fulfill the work uh, for now. I don't know when I can. Um, they were very understanding, like all of my clients. But um, the kind of kicker at the end of the story was that um, they ended up emailing some of my clients saying, we're Joanna's ex-designers. We're starting up our own shop and we can do the same work we were doing for you, but for half the price if you want. Now, luckily I had always cultivated really good relationships with my clients. So they replied back with, you know, more important than your talent girls is your integrity and you clearly don't have any. So thank you, but no, thank you. And they CC'd me in the reply. Wow. So. Oh my gosh. I, oh my God. I'm like speaking <laughs> in, in, in a good way because I think actually this is exactly what this podcast is about. Like people don't, wouldn't know that story now, you know, they wouldn't know that this happened, but that would be enough to make people think, I just can't do this. I can't be bold in business. I can't make decisions for myself. I can't put myself out there. What did you do to keep going? What did you do to kind of, you know, not fight back against them, but like find that in yourself, that fight Mm -hmm. to to start all over again. What made you do that? Um, Well, so, you know, it wasn't instant. Um, I have to admit the first month I was really down, being really unproductive, questioning every decision I had made in my short 22 years. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but I was like, oh, maybe I wasn't made for this. Maybe I'm not meant to be a manager. Maybe I should go back to freelancing. What do I know about being a boss? Um, maybe I'm too young for this. And luckily, my husband always was always there for me. And he's, he just, again, put things into perspective. He's like, well, you know, you just got unlucky with these ones. Just hire slower next time. And you're just going to get better and better at managing people over the years. Now, I will tell you, though, managing full-time staff that uh, work in the same physical place, and I'm sure virtually it's going to be similar, it's very tough. Mm -hmm. Um, I was just speaking to a friend of mine who has 40 people working for him now. And he's like, I feel like every day there's a personal drama. There's someone who doesn't get on with someone else in the office. There's someone who's not motivated and wants a different responsibility, a different role, a raise. You know, there's always something happening with someone. And yeah, like I think managing people, at least for me, it's been the hardest the hardest thing about business. And and I've still had, you know not as bad as this story, but I've made some other managerial mistakes um, that I regret. I've, you know, I've, I've also had to fire a lot since some, a lot of people have quit as well. It's, it's very emotionally draining. 
Um, what do you do? But, yeah. What do you do in those like? Because the whole point of this is for people to know that it's that we all have our own struggles and ups and downs, and it's not it's not a one quick fix and it's not a one time win. But for your own self belief, that that's that has to have such a big knock on your confidence every time someone quits or and it's the same if people have an online business someone wants a refund or someone doesn't like what you're doing or you get a nasty dm or you know someone blocks you or someone copies you all of these things you know it's a similar energetic like pull when someone else makes a decision that impacts you and your business what did you do to not take that personally and not think that it was you and and you could still keep going well, so I did, I did take it personally, <laughs> you know, it's hard not to, but, um, it was a lot of mindset work, I think above all. Um, I mean, I go to a therapist every, every week, um, more than working on personal issues. We work on my mindset around being a boss and having my own business. I think it's really important to look after your mental health. Yeah. Um, when I'm, when it affects me at a physical level, like those points of my life, they're very stressful. Like my body goes into fight or flight, right? You feel that in your body, you feel like all the cortisol, you have all this adrenaline, uh, you can't sleep well. And so then I give myself, I allow myself to have a little break. Like you don't, I don't need to bounce back straight away. I don't need to like be, um, or at least that's, I gave myself that grace period. Like you don't need to hire straight away. You don't need to figure this out straight away, but you need to get back feeling like yourself. And so I focus on my health. I pay really close attention to what I eat whenever I'm in that fight or flight um, mode. I try and do as many relaxing things so that I can promote better sleep. You know, I, I go off social media, I meditate more. I just, I do everything in my toolkit. You know, I think we're both similar in that we devour our self-help and, and spirituality books and all of this. So I just, that's when I open up my toolbox and try and do all of the things, right? I do affirmations in the morning. I go hang out with friends. I do things that nourish my soul. And my first objective when I'm in that state is let's get rid of the stress first. Cause I don't want, yeah. I don't want to act from a place of stress. I don't want to act from a place of desperation that has never worked well in the past. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so it's going to the gym, it's walking in nature, meditating affirmations, and then when I start to feel like myself again, that's when I start like visualizing like, okay, what did I learn from this? What do I not want moving forward? What, what can I, how can I also change my managerial style? Cause I learned a lot of lessons when those two girls quit. I learned that, you know, I was micromanaging them. I didn't have their name. Like we were still operating under my own name.com as a freelancer. And so they didn't have like, they couldn't say I work for this agency. They had to say, Oh, we're the girls that do the work behind joannagalvao.com. Mm. And that wasn't, that didn't feel good to them. And so the first thing I did when I started to rehire is like we created gift design studios. We gave it a name, we gave it an identity and everyone who works for us gets a picture on that website and gets credit in our portfolio pages. 
So, so it's also about like, what can I implement? What lessons can I implement moving forward? And and then taking baby steps, being easy on yourself above all, I think it's important. I think that's so important, the, the not rushing. I definitely think that online and where we are in the world now with social media, with Google, with Alexa, you know, with um, the TV and mm-hmm. all of the smart TVs, everything is quicker, faster, you know, more, let's just do more in less time. But then that doesn't always have to transpire in our own life and I think that's so important if you've experienced a struggle or a challenge you don't have to bounce back within five minutes give yourself time yeah that's so important if you were to speak to someone so a lot of people listening to the podcast will be entrepreneurs aspiring entrepreneurs or want to get into that space but have struggles and fears around I'm just at the beginning. I'm just starting out. Someone's further ahead than me. It's already been done. The online space is saturated. I won't stand out. You know, all of those fears when mm-hmm. you do something from the beginning. And I think, you know, although at 22 you're so naive, in a way you've had so much longer to set yourself up for where you are now and, you know, create the business through the mistakes and embrace that. And if someone's listening to this thinking, I do have a family or I do have a mortgage or I'm not sure where this is going to lead, but I really want it to work. But there's all the buts, you know, you know, people. there's all the buts. Um, What would you say to those people about success and what it could look like and how easy it is for us to create it in ourselves? Um, Well, I, like I said before, I do think that mindset is so crucial like if you are thinking I won't stand out then maybe it's likely you won't stand out if you keep telling that to yourself over and over again so it's how can you shift that belief um and you don't necessarily have to stand out you just have to attract the right people right I mean I don't think we stand out I don't think we're not a world renowned (laughs) far from it design agency but in some circles People know who we are and people like to work with us. And, and there's, there's billions of people in the world and there's going to be a handful or hundreds or thousands, depending on what you offer, that need what you have. And, and everyone is drawn to people for different things. And so, so I think it's first and foremost to work on that, um, on, on your mindset, I think it's it's crucial. And um, even though at the beginning I was very naive and I didn't have like anything to lose, um, two years ago I we had you know um, t- ten people working for us, and there was a month that um, we hit zero. We had a couple of months that were bad and we had to go into savings and we hit zero. And there I had a lot to lose. Like I had a lot to lose. And and again, the first thing I did was like, okay, self-care because you have to show up bigger than you ever have before. You need to solve this cash flow problem. You need to bring in clients quickly and you can't bring them in from a place of desperation. So I, I would meditate for an hour a day during that period 
when I was so stressed, when I had so much on my shoulders um, to be able to bounce back. So I feel like now I can speak to whoever, you know, has a mortgage and kids to look after and all of that because I had 10 people to pay and I had commitments and I was going to, to go and have to go into debt if I didn't figure something out quickly. Luckily we didn't and we're healthy now, back on track. Um, you feel like the only reason you were able to overcome that with such grace, I would say, as in you allowed yourself the time to do what was needed for yourself. Do you feel like the earlier failures helped you fail more gracefully this time, if that makes sense? Yeah, for sure. I think every failure makes me a little bit stronger and more resilient. Yeah. Yeah. And I spoke to someone earlier, actually, um, on their interview, and they said, successful entrepreneurs don't run from failure, they welcome it. Because as soon as you run away from failure, you're accepting that that is going to get you rather than embracing it and then allowing yourself to move forward. Do you feel like when you say about the mindset work and the things you've been through, and I know we've had conversations and it's so intense, you know, you're looking after people that have their own families to pay for and their own life, you know, you're accountable to them as much as they are to you. Do you feel like the belief now that you can overcome failure helps you not see failure as failing? Yeah, I I would say so. Yeah. Um, Or, or like I can, I can recognize that, oh, I didn't hit my goal. Like I'll still kind of feel like I failed, (laughs) but I'll, I'll also see it in a positive, from a positive angle. Like, okay, well, here's all the things that I learned in the process, or here's how I think that I played a part in this not going how I wanted um, maybe I didn't show up fully. Maybe I got distracted with something else. You know, I, yeah, I think you always learn. Um, but you know, it's, it's tough. It's like every day I feel like I have to catch my thoughts and do a little mindset shift because every day there will be something that will trigger me and I'll have to realign myself with like, okay, but focus on yourself you're running your own race just because that person is like 10 steps ahead of you and they're younger than you or something like that. Like doesn't have to be, that doesn't have to be your story and you don't know what they're feeling as well. Yeah. Um, Cause that's the other thing. Like it's not worth having all the success in the world if you're going to be miserable inside. Right. 100%. And I've, I've had months where I've brought in more money than maybe we're bringing in now. And I was way more stressed. I was in and out of hospital. I was unhappy. I was crying a lot. And now I'm, I feel fulfilled. I feel grateful. I feel happy and excited about where we're going. And so there's also that. Yeah. The other thing that you're very good at, though, when you think about being bold in business is you do take risks to put yourself out there. And, you know, like if people come and follow you on Instagram and we'll talk about where they can find you later, you know, you've spoken on some big stages. You've surrounded yourself with amazing individuals that are really, really genuine, but also super successful. And you've put yourself in a situation where you are willing 
to say yes before you're ready. You're willing to agree to do these talks or these events or these networkings before you know exactly what that will look like. And I know that, you know, for example, when you were first pregnant, you had a really big speaking gig and it wasn't easy. You know, you were still in that first kind of like trying to, <laughs> things weren't great, but you, you put your, that's the epitome for me of being bold. You're putting yourself in situations where you can succeed, where you can be seen, where you can try. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that is accredited to you growing as a businesswoman, being able to put yourself in that situation before you feel ready? Oh yeah. Like I'm, I'm always pushing myself to do things that are uncomfortable, but here's the thing you probably like there's a million things that you probably see for yourself in your future right it's not that like you're um maybe your next book maybe you're seeing in your future like a big event or a tv show whatever and and you it's like I don't know I always saw those things for me as well right so I knew that it was only a matter of taking a step towards it and there's an expression in Portuguese which is like just throw the hat the hat to the other side so it's like if you imagine a wall if you throw the hat to the other side of the wall. That's the first step. Now you have to go get it. That's and so it's, it's like, what, what is that tiny little step that maybe doesn't feel so scary, you know? And for me, it was like, send the email to that event organizer saying that I want to speak. And then it's like, well, now he said, yes, now it's too late, Joanna. Now you have to do it. <laughs> there will be many times where I wanted to quit, but I had, I, I committed now, like can't go back. <laughs> I love that. Just throw the hat. That is so good. Just throw the hat and see. And also to then recognize, because there must have been times you threw the hat and nothing happened, but at least you threw the hat and you put yourself in the situation where you were willing to create an opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Or like when with speaking, I remember the first thing I did was to start telling people that my focus for 2019 is going to be speaking or 2000. Yeah. I think I started 2018. I started dropping that into every conversation. That was me recurrently throwing the hat, kind of like putting it out there. And sometimes it made me feel really uncomfortable. Other times people would be like, oh, I know someone you should speak to then. And I'd be like, oh my God, I'm scared now. Why did I say it? Why did I bring it up into conversation? But but then I'd have to remind myself, not like, no, this is this is what you want. This is what you know you have to do in order to get to the next step of your growth. And it feels really uncomfortable at first until it becomes your new normal. And then you'll focus on something else. And I've always been that person that is like, okay, next thing, next thing, next thing. If you were to speak to someone then, like so many women have so many ambitions and dreams and goals. And of course, you know, as we said at the beginning, we've been to quite a few events where you're surrounded by this energy. You're surrounded by these women who are just so passionate about what they want to achieve. How do you keep that passion alive when the business grows and you've got a team or you've got accounts, you've got tax, you've got VAT, you've got legalization, contracts, you know, all of the, I would say, unsexy things. Like I really hate doing my numbers. So when I I have a bookkeeper and an accountant because it's just not my thing, or when it comes to like email marketing or funnels or ads, all of these things that when you first start, you don't have that. You just have this, I'm going to make it and it's going to be amazing. And then you realize you've got all these plates that you need to spin. Uh How do you keep your 
The passion for what you do alive, even though you're now managing a team, you're managing money, you're managing a family, you're starting out your new journey with your husband. How do you keep that, you know, that, 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 that burning in your belly? <laughs> oh my God, I want to ask you that question because whenever I'm on your Instagram, like, do you find this guy's like, Samantha's always so happy and so passionate and like, this is what I did today and uh like I can't say I'm like that every day. <laughs> I well, imagine that you have. It's all, <laughs> it's all an illusion. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I definitely have those days, but I just don't. On those days, I wait until I've come out the other side before I share it because right. I'm sure I come from that place of, of course. empowerment. Yeah. Sure, but yeah, I think it's but just. I, I think I go through seasons, um, and I recently read a book by Kate, Kate Northrop, "Do Less." And um, she talks a lot about like uh, seasons, like for women, they can also, um, they can be linked to their cycle or they could be linked to the phases of the moon. There are times where you're going to want to retreat and you want to keep to yourself. There are other times where you want to just show up and show the world all the amazing things you're doing. There are other times where you're really creative and you want to vision and set goals. And there are other times where you just want to sit down, put your headphones in and do the work and go into deep focus. And so... I've always felt like there are seasons of that. Like, I don't think that my passion is always there, to be honest. I'm so glad you said that. I'm so glad, even for me, sometimes (laughs) I feel like that. I'm so glad you said that. But it's not a case that you don't love it. You just have those seasons where you need to go inward or you need to look after yourself. Yeah. Yeah, like, um, is it Steve Jobs that said that you're allowed to have a bad week, just not a string of them? something like that like I was trying to notice like how long have I not been excited about my business for and what can I do to shift that and should I actually be look because some people they have career changes they pivot they close businesses down they open others and that's totally cool we're currently going through a bit of a pivot ourselves in terms of what we offer because we're discovering that some projects really excite us others not so much and it's just about like being listening to how you feel and respecting those seasons. Now, what I do have in place is habits and routines, right? So I can never let the books slip, right? Every Monday we have a financial meeting where we go over the books and that's that. Whether I feel like it or not, that's what's going to happen on a Monday. And so that those kind of things, they help keep the business afloat. They don't necessarily keep me excited about the business, but those are important. So routines and habits are important. And then it's just like, if you're feeling like you're not really excited about where your business is, then maybe take some time to reflect, take some time to work a few less hours. Um, you know, maybe like now I'm really excited about our marketing and we're posting a lot on Instagram and I'm trying to batch in advance because I know there's going to be a point where I'm going to not be excited about it as much and not want to write captions every day, you know? <laughs> so now that I'm in that zone, I'm trying to batch for the future because um, I know there will be a season where I won't be as excited about that and maybe I'll be excited about something else. I love that. I feel like, obviously, I'm, I love it because I love you, but I love having these conversations because I think it's so if we're really honest it's so hard to become a successful businesswoman 
and not feel the guilt of needing to be on all the time and feeling guilty about looking after ourselves or taking a day off or not replying to the DMs or the emails within five minutes or not looking at our phones. It's so easy to kind of fall into these hustle mentality all the time. And I think the reason that I wanted this podcast to be like this is even for us to have these conversations, it's so refreshing because you realize you're not alone and you realize that you don't have to have everything figured out all the time. You don't need to have all of your eggs in a row every day of the week, but you can still create success. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important, you know, like obviously when you do see what Joanna's doing from the, from the outside, the business is super successful. It's going really well. You've had amazing (laughs) clients. You do such amazing things, but when you're, for someone to have the privilege to, ha- to listen to this and see on the inside, I think if anything, it makes it so much more inspirational because they realize that you're just a, a normal human. You're just totally like everyone else. And you've just decided to make a choice every day to create these success habits. You've decided to create a business and it's not through anything that no one else can't do. So every, everyone can relate to this. Everyone can see the human in you. And I think that that is, that's why I'm really excited about this because I wanted it to be, even for me, like listening to it, it's so empowering to know that you've, you know, like even now when I watch your stories, you include things like going to the gym, you include things like going for walks, but it's, it's, it's nice for people to see that human side. And do you ever feel that when you're online, it's, it's hard to bring that offline to online and for people to connect to that sometimes. Like people don't share that side of things. Yeah, like sometimes I try and be uh, vulnerable in my posts, like when I'm on the other side of things and those are the ones that get the most comments and then I get emails saying like, I really need to hear that and everything. Um, but um, but yeah, sometimes I it's like I'm so focused on you know, either we have to push something or, or I want to give value as well. And I want it to all look polished. Cause like, here are the things I learned about speaking in public, for example, mm-hmm. um, that I, I can understand that sometimes it can feel not as relatable. So I try and balance both. Um, and I'm, maybe I don't do this, like maybe not everything, um, is in line with what I'm about to say, but I do try on Instagram. Like if this is not adding value to your life, then I shouldn't be posting it. If this is going to create FOMO or jealousy, then I shouldn't be posting it. Sometimes like I catch myself, I'm like, oh shoot, I just posted about my gorgeous sushi dinner with my friend. Like what value is that going to bring to anyone? Like nothing. Someone is not out to dinner today and they're in their sofa scrolling through Instagram. And I've just maybe triggered something in them that has thought like, oh, I wish I could have gone out this week. Yeah, I love that. And so I try and not post those. Um, I'm guilty of those sometimes, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I'm the same. Okay, now I just want to ask you some would you rathers. Oh, okay. So you can pick one or the other and you can't explain or justify. Okay. Yeah. And then (laughs) let us know where people can find you. So would you rather live in the jungle or live in the desert? Jungle. Would you rather be in a hot climate? I know the answer to this, I think. Or a cold climate? Hot. 
Yeah, I knew that. We should have Portugal, guys. So. <laughs> okay, would you rather sweet food or savoury? Savoury. Would you rather wine or fizzy drinks? Wine. Yeah, me too. I don't really like fizzy drinks. Yeah, would you too. rather summer or autumn? Autumn. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I thought you would say summer then. Okay. I know. So did I until I re- recently learned that about myself. Ah, okay. Do you rather day or night? Day. Moon or sun? Sun. Would you rather have one horse-sized duck as a pet or <laughs> five duck-sized horses as pets? Five duck-sized horses. <laughs> okay, would you rather time travel or read minds? Time to travel. Where oh, it's a tough one. Sorry? Where would you go? I don't know. I just, I just really don't want to read minds because what if they're thinking bad things? Yeah, me too. Okay, last one. Would you rather be invisible or be able to teleport? So you can't time travel. Teleport. Yeah, okay. So you could like... Click yeah, we'd be hanging out in person right now. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Would that be? <laughs> I love that. Click. I'm in Portugal. Yeah. I freaking love that. Okay. If people want to come and stalk you, in a nice way, but I love to find out more about you, where can they find you? Well, I hang out on Instagram maybe more than I should, and I love having conversations with everyone in my DMs, so they can find me there. My handle is Joanna Galvao Design. Mm-hmm. Joanna is with one N. And we, our website is wedesignbrandidentities.com. Great. And I'll put the links anyway in the show notes, but I'm so thankful that you've shared and been so honest and open with us. And I really hope that you have inspired everyone listening to this just as it's been refreshingly inspiring for me too. So thank you. Uh, And thank you for asking the tough questions and letting us share the tough times because I do think that's so important. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Thank you so much. Well, what an episode that was. And I'm so excited that you have been here, been empowered and been inspired by this amazing episode on the Be Bold in Business podcast. I have some bold invitations for you. It wouldn't be the Be Bold in Business podcast if you didn't have some ways that you can be bold in your business too. Number one, I would love to hear from you about how you found this podcast by screenshotting and tagging me and any guests you've heard in your stories on Instagram. Number two, I would be elated if you would create and write a five-star review on iTunes if this podcast has given you food for thought and some aha moments that you are going to take and put forward into your business. And number three, if you would like to be supported by myself as your coach and mentor, go deeper on your business journey, learn some amazing, invaluable lessons of how you can grow, scale, and succeed in your business through things to do with marketing, social media, selling, serving, clients, automation, systemizing, and everything else in between, the BMA is open for you to join. The Bold Moves Academy is a place where we are celebrating ambitious, determined, and inspired female entrepreneurs who are ready to be bold in their business, be seen, show up, and thrive. If you would like to come and join this epic community 
of women, then I would absolutely love to welcome you there. All of the links that you need to enroll yourself in the BMA are in the show notes below. And I cannot wait to welcome you back on another episode of the Be Bold in Business podcast and to see you being bold online, in your business, and in the academy. Until next time, my bold, fabulous friend.